revelations. In fact, I believe it is vital that I unmask myself fully if I am to ask you to do the same. So, be prepared. I will encourage you to move into places that may shock and scare you. You may be shocked by the brilliance of your divine light and scared by the responsibility that comes with this light. For once you've seen how much brilliance you contain, how can you possibly go on living the way you have been? In fact, this book aims to empower you to change the way you live and change the way you dream forever. Just as a single candle can illuminate a cave that has been dark for millennia, so these practices will bring radical illumination to your unseen potential. Simply the act of reading this book is a peace offering to the shadow, an extended hand of friendship that, however tentatively, says, I am ready to know you. With this gesture of love, we move into the freedom of shamelessness, the place beyond duality, beyond right and wrong, the place of Rumi's field. I'll meet you there. Part 1. Meeting the Shadow Loving oneself is no easy matter, because it means loving all of oneself, including the shadow. James Hillman There is a source of energy within us that contains the seed of awakening. We may hide it from others, though we know that it's there. Like fire, if ignored or misused, it may burn us. But if harnessed, it can warm us, protect us, and revolutionize our life. We call it the shadow. Chapter 1. Our Dark and Golden Shadows To own one's shadow is the purpose of life, a full-bodied embracing of our own humanity. Robert A. Johnson The concept of the shadow is found within almost every culture and spiritual tradition the world over. But it was first popularized in the West by the legendary Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung. He used it to describe the part of the unconscious mind that was made up of all the seemingly undesirable aspects of the psyche. The shadow is our dark side. But not dark as in negative or malign, rather dark as in not yet illuminated. It is comprised of everything within us that we don't want to face. That is, everything both seemingly harmful and potentially enlightening. All that we have rejected, denied, disowned, or repressed. So the shadow is not evil or bad. It is simply the parts of ourselves that seem incompatible with who we think we are. These might include our shame, our fears, our emotional wounds, and also, crucially, our awakened essence, our unexpressed talents, and our highest potential. While writing this book, I've come across dozens of different definitions of the shadow. From psychologists to shamans, everyone has their unique take on it. Psychologist Stephen Diamond sees it as all that we deem unacceptable and deny in ourselves. Shamanic practitioner Yaakov Darling Khan says it is Anywhere that your fear becomes greater than your current capacity for love. Buddhist meditation teacher Rob Nan calls it all the aspects of ourselves that we don't want to face. 
The shadow is a wide-ranging term, but in this book, we'll use it to refer to anything within us that we are unwilling to either accept or extend our love to. The shadow is a creative powerhouse of untapped energy, so becoming aware of its contents and transmuting its power are hugely beneficial to our psycho-spiritual growth. Although different traditions refer to it in different terms, any spiritual path that aspires to psychological wholeness will incorporate shadow integration to some degree, simply because unless the shadow is integrated, the mind remains divided. The Dark Shadow Many people, when they first hear about the shadow, immediately think about their potentially harmful traits, like anger, prejudice or hatred, or what might be considered unacceptable, such as sexual taboos.